Okay, we're, we're rolling. We're ready to go, right? Okay. Well, guys, that might have been the least professional experience I've ever had sitting down here and prepping for a podcast. I mean, it, it was not a recording, so I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, you know, I'm glad it wasn't recording because there was definitely a few moments there where I was like, um, I hope we're not recording. <laughs> If it wasn't on camera, it didn't happen, Brock. I agree, Dylan. Yes, agree. that is factual. <laughs> no, you guys you guys are a bunch of silly kids. That is for sure. Well, who are you calling a kid? My, hey, talking to your microphone, Talking Cole. to your mic, Cole. We're not recording. Yes, yes we, we are. are. <laughs> Where have you been? Who are you calling a kid? Did you just not listen to a word that I was saying when I asked Jordan, hey, we're rolling, we're going, this is live now, we are officially in the Big Access I podcast? Must that, yeah. You must have. Were you too busy looking at your Celsius? Yes. That's one of the kind of the, uh, the funny things today is everybody's got a different drink of choice. All right, I've got, I've got a monster. I'm, a mo- I'm on Team Monster. Today I'm drinking the Ultra Watermelon. It's okay, we all make mistakes in life. Cole... What are you drinking? A Celsius. So and I, I'm still waiting for a Celsius sponsorship. I think you've actually had a Celsius in like every video we've ever done that has you. I have. Yeah. You uh, you drink like seven of those a day. Yeah. <laughs> My heart rate rests at about 120. Sheesh, yeah. dude. Yeah. Yeah. We actually lost our budget on the inside sales team because <laughs> oh, we're just buying me. so much inside. I heard <laughs> the Celsius. drama yesterday when we were driving over to Sam's Club to go and refill the marketing team's fridge. I was so yeah. butthurt. Cole was furious when he saw me put a whole pack of Celsius in the cart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We won't go down that road because, you know. We don't need our dealers to know about our budgets, but <laughs> needless to say, we are out of Celsius. Or the lack of budget yeah. now. Yeah. No Celsius, no sodas. It's pretty much all gone. Yeah. Anyways, you can blame Cole for that. Yeah. He's definitely seven Celsiuses per day. His, he calls them Celsii, plural. Celsii. <laughs> we call him Fahrenheit because this is America. So. <laughs> Fahrenheit. Yes, dude. I love that. I love that. Dylan, you're like the biggest redneck old soul I've ever met, man. That was amazing. This is America. We call them Fahrenheit's out here. <laughs> like, dude, like, we just released our latest Office episode where you're dressed up as Theo Vaughn. Theo Vaughn, dude. Dude. Absolutely. Oh, I, it, it works He's my so hero, well. man. <laughs> Dad gum. That's like been the. Is that is that a clip that exists that can be posted as like a short? We, we definitely <laughs> need to go and find your dad gum moment and, and be able to post that out to the world. Yeah, yeah. On Dylan's very first uh, podcast that he was ever a part of, he screwed up midway through and we don't like, we don't stop a <laughs> podcast. We just roll and it is what it is. And Dylan just totally stopped. And I'm like looking at Dylan like, what are you doing, dude? It's like a deer in headlights, man. And, <laughs> and so he's like, yeah, I screwed that up. We got to start over. I'm like, dude, we are 10 <laughs> minutes into this podcast. and You, you think we're just going to start over? And he's like, oh, wait, you guys don't do that? I'm like, no. And he just looks at like just silent, terrified, and just dad gum. <laughs> <laughs> the funniest part about that is that Dylan had like a successful podcast for a little while. Like, this guy's got podcast yeah, experience. Podcasts, right? So, like, for him to, like, not be aware that, like, it was like, no, we're actually rolling right now is <laughs> even funnier because he's actually had a pretty successful podcast. Tanner actually has been on that podcast. Tanner has been on that podcast. Yeah. The reason why it was successful is because I cut stuff out, guys. <laughs> I just went through and just flip. 
<laughs> and that, <Ow>. that part <laughs> sucked. <laughs> you're, you're drinking Red Bull, though? You a Red Bull guy? Oh, peach Red Bull is the way to go. I, yeah, that's been a long I don't have much time to say since about I've it. been able to drink Red Bull. Why? I just didn't, I just didn't like the taste after a while. Well, yeah, you're, you're because I, I got to experience what like a good energy drink tastes like. <laughs> Ain't no way, dude. Mm. Ain't no way you're saying that sipping a monster. Oh, bro. Bro, so good. It's, it, almost, say, though, it almost goes better or like worse to better like as you go through the table. I have been trying you know I have I mean? been trying to get more on the Celsius. <laughs> Sean, are you drinking a diet Pepsi? Indeed. So you're like the one guy who still drinks Pepsi. Um in this room, yeah. Yeah. And like the only thing that PepsiCo has over Coca-Cola is Mountain Dew. No, legitimately the cola as well. Coke is garbage, and Diet Coke is tremendously worse than You take that back. Coke. No, Coke is just atrocious. PDK stocks are beginning to fall because of comments <laughs> regarding Coca-Cola. Are, are we going to ask what's in Azure's cup? Yeah, Azure, what are you drinking? Wait, are we going to ask what's in Azure's? Fancy water. Fancy water. Uh, water. Fancy water. And, and by fancy Flat. water, do you just mean like tap? Um, it's alkaline, actually. Okay. Yeah. All right, you probably want to scoot a little bit closer to the microphone. I am. It's alkaline. Oh, it's alkaline water. Okay. <laughs> That's impressive. That's bougie. She's the, actually like the only one who's like caring about her health right now. Yeah. I mean, it's fine. I'll we're care about my all, health when I'm dead. We're all going to die sometime, <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> Congratulations. You live six months longer than me. <laughs> How was that alkaline water? water? No. This is, <laughs> this is my water. I'm not the only one, by the way. Tim Baker. Oh, Tim Baker uh, will tell you that this is mostly water. It's and he will die on accurate. that hill. Listen, absolutely. I legitimately will go. This is embarrassing, but it's fine. I will legitimately go weeks without consuming a drop of water. Are you serious? Yeah, dude, and I'm like, just fine. Like legit. Like here at work, I can drink. Like I'll drink a monster, and then maybe I will drink like a can of Dr Pepper mm -hmm. uh, diet. Um, Got to watch those calories, right? <laughs> um, but and I'll have that, and then like the rest of the day, it's just water. And I'll Can't I'll, do I'll it. pound like half a gallon of water throughout the day. Old religious texts, they did not drink water, man. <laughs> just, just, just so you know. Okay. They drank, yeah, they drank thanks, alcohol. I mean, so I'm just going to get plastered at work. Is yeah. What I'm hearing. And listen, water tastes terrible. Like, it's actually not. Like, people say that, like, water doesn't have a taste. It 100% it has a taste, and it's not good. Well, <laughs> that's because you're not getting the right water. I mean, no. If you get, if you get oh, smart don't, water. Don't get Cole started on water no, no, no. flavors. Listen to me. Okay. Arrowhead, Dasani, garbage. All right? Yeah. yeah they taste we know like that absolute yes. butt crack but am i allowed to say that wow <laughs> it's a little late now <laughs> uh, move closer to the microphone cole <clears throat> smart water is the best water okay first of all you're talking to a guy that worked for a water company for a decade so if anybody knows about water it's me which is very ironic because uh, i don't it. like you water. didn't you didn't drink it you just you sold it <sighs> cole yeah listen <laughs> <laughs> wasn't smart water the ones that were like they just had an article come out on them like a few years back mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. their water basically had stuff in it that uh made you come back to drink it more it literally did not quench your thirst what i yeah. don't think that's accurate well that's actually the mentality behind like uh like mountain dew yeah yeah i mean did you, so that's one of the things that in, in one of my marketing classes that i learned that was very interesting that mountain dew is not highly carbonated on purpose and it has a high caffeine uh count on purpose because they want you to be able to a get addicted to it from the caffeine right yeah but then b the lack of carbonation makes it so that you drink it faster so when you're uh, done with it you want more now and so then you will actually uh drink 
twice the amount of Mountain Dew as you will a like a cola that is has more carbonation in it because it just goes down easier. Interesting. Yeah, I, Mountain Dew has always made me sick since I was a kid. Mm. Like I just can't mess with Mountain. Mountain Dew. Dew is like my vice. I love Mountain. Oh Dew. man, it's so well, good. it's your vice now because you used to drink bubble gum. Oh, bro, <laughs> dude, we are. This is like the longest like intro to a podcast ever, but. I one day was drinking red cream soda. We walked down to the gas station. I got red cream soda, and Sean goes, dude, how can you drink that? That tastes like bubble gum. I'm like, what are you talking about? I take a sip, and it is 100% bubble gum. I have never been able to have That was like two years ago. The dude. man was drinking Hubba Bubba. You know dude, what I mean? Oh, my gosh. I can't do it anymore. I literally ruined it for him because I'm, I'm just I'm mean. Not to our partners, but I am. I guess I'm mean. Because I literally ruined one of his favorite Sean sodas. does not care about humans <laughs> here. Uh, it, I, I would bring up La Fountain here if the, we weren't already going so long on the intro. But Sean knows a thing or two about food, and he will be mean about it. <laughs> it was not mean. It, it was mean. Did you, I, I don't did know you hurt someone's it. feelings at a Listen, restaurant? No. It, uh, Cole's. Cole's yeah. like. Oh, okay. It was just Cole, Cole and I. Like yeah. I was only working here for a few months, and Cole's like, you know what? Let's go out to, to lunch. I'm like, all right, yeah, let's do it. And uh, he's like, what do you want? I'm like, Mexican sounds good. He's like, oh, dude, there's this place. It's so good. And I'm like, all right. It's a family staple. We go there like once a week. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, let's go. So we go to lunch and I'm eating it. Like him and I are just having an awkward lunch, staring at each other, not talking. No, I'm kidding. It was a good lunch. But he asked me what I thought about the food. And I was like, it's all right. And he's like, well, what? And I was like, dude, my enchilada came out cold. Like the cheese in the middle of the enchilada was still shredded. It was accurate. Wow. He didn't know because I ate it all. But then <laughs> the, the rice smelt like mildew. <clears throat> Legit. That part was accurate, but it did taste good. That Those things can't the be. The mildew tasted good. <laughs> That's yeah, what I'm uh, saying. The, the mildew those things rice can't did be taste true. good. Those, yeah. They can't be. That, it it no. was amazing. Well, let me let me first start off by saying I'm the victim here. Okay. You're. <laughs> you. I, I take you to my favorite restaurant and you're just like, oh, this is garbage. <laughs> And I don't know if our relationship has ever been the same since then. I, in fact, I, I've I've found a new Mexican restaurant. I've just never taken Sean because I don't want to know. What's your new one? I'm not saying. No, like, I'm curious. Like I eat at a lot of Mexican restaurants. Mexican food is probably my. Favorite. Here, I'll plug my ears, Cole. No, no, it's okay. Is it Salsalitos? I'm not saying. Oh, dude, Salsalitos <laughs> is my favorite. It's just one section at Chucarama. That's his <laughs> <a> new restaurant. <laughs> one particular pan. Cole does frequent Chucarama. He, he likes to go and sit with all the senior citizens. Oh, give me a break. <laughs> Who was even with us? I think it was Tanner. Was, it was you and Tanner. Yeah, it, we go in. We're like, holy crap, this Chuckarama's really meeting the stereotype. There's a lot of old people here. And we, we sat down. We ate our lunch. We, we were going back for refills. And then we noticed the sign. It was a senior center only section. <laughs> and so we had been sitting with all these senior citizens and none of them had said anything. They were too polite, but we were just like, wow, man, this Chuckarama really does fit the stereotype. No, we we're just a bunch of idiots. That's it. They just got off their shift at Walmart and you just <laughs> ruined it for them. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this might be my, my, one of my favorite intros we've ever it's had. <laughs> How else can we diss on Cole? <laughs> just a Cole roasting session. Uh, I, oh, I want man. it to be clear that Dylan and Tanner also did not notice the sign. So. Okay, that's fair. I just thought it was an old people convention center, dude. I just like, all right, this is nice. Well, the amount of I'm times we commented on it too are just like, Wow, 
everyone here has got to be like 80 plus man like wow are we really like the youngest people to go do, do young people even go to chuck rama the answer to that is no oh. <laughs> <laughs> dude well, my kids love it's chuck rama right it has to be chuck rama <laughs> but my kids love that place <laughs> We went there probably a dozen times in the first three months of living here because it was just easy. And every time it just got more and more disappointing. And I was like, I cannot, <laughs> I cannot justify spending $65 to eat at this place. I don't care how much like all you can eat if all I can eat is just garbage. Garbage? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like I, I got a dumpster over here that's all you can eat too. <laughs> we, we know Sean's definition of garbage. Good food to him is garbage. So take, take, take that with a, with a grain of salt. Wow. Okay, cool. Uh, hot right. take. So, anyways, we have a new partner success manager on your inside. <laughs> we sure do. We sure do. <laughs> Hello. This is Azure Fike. Azure, is, uh, how long have you been here now? It's been a couple weeks, right? It's like three and a half weeks. Three and a half weeks, and you've and already made it into an office episode. And now you're on the Big Access podcast. I'm famous. You're, you, yeah. You're <laughs> killing it on your demos, making all your partners be aware of who you are. You're coming in and just like uh, doing things Cole really couldn't ever do at the beginning. Watch Still. out, Cole. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a threat? <laughs> <laughs> Cole, per people probably couldn't even hear that because you weren't in into talking into a microphone. <laughs> well, maybe if you bought more microphones. I do need to buy more microphones. Hey, let's not embarrass the host, Cole. Gosh, come on, Cole. man. Do you ever no want to come back? podcast etiquette. <laughs> <laughs> nice, dude. Azure, talk to me about your history. Um, before here, I worked at uh, Animal Behavior College, so dog training. I was uh, an online an online teacher for about 250 students, and then did dog training on the side as well. And what made you want to uh, want to uh, come into partner success? Um, it was definitely I needed. I wanted like a new. You know, some new start. Uh, my brother has a low voltage company in Los Angeles, so I've always been kind of intrigued by that. So, just wanted to learn a new field and kind of move forward. I mean, it definitely seems like it's a growing field for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. And so, so Sean, you you got to interview her, and and apparently she passed with flying colors because she's here. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, is I asked her if she watched The Office, and at first she was like, I haven't yet, and then she was like, but I'm going to, and I was like, all right, well, we're not interviewing you until you at least gotten four I'm seasons. I'm in season in. six, by the way. So, okay. Yeah. FYI. So we're moving along. No, she did good. So her, actually, her brother that she was referring to is Soul PDK. He's actually a- Oh, uh, sick. Yeah, he's a PDK partner. So a um, little bit of a longer process to, to bring her on, but um, I liked, you know, the overall, you know, attitude that she has. She's got, you know- Partner success is really important to make sure that customer service, right? We don't really talk about customer service here. It's partner fanaticism, mm -hmm. but it, there's a lot of um, similarities between the two, right? And so she's got experience doing that and, and working with an existing, you know, base of customers, uh, if you will. And so um, I thought that she had a lot of potential and um, I felt like partner success was a great way for her to start, you know, you know, get her feet wet in, uh, in the access control uh, industry. So that is awesome. So talk to me about what territory you cover. Um, I guess, what do you guys call it? I'm like the Southeast and Tuola. Tola. Tola. <laughs> Tuwilla. Tuwilla. He sounds different. <laughs> you have Jane Tuwilla County. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's all. There's one partner yeah, there. That's like my area. <laughs> that's awesome. And, and so then we've got Dylan, we've got Cole, and then we've got Sean. So this is our inside sales team that you were looking at, uh, all about being partner fanatics over here and ultimately making it so that our partners are being successful.
so these guys are here to help coach you up. I mean, you guys already know that every month we do a different access control coaching session with uh, your access control coach right here, Sean Blaisdell. Uh, and he talks about all sorts of different topics. Uh, it could be products about how they will help your installations, about how you can help generate new recurring revenue. And we have a new one coming up uh, very soon that is all about system takeovers. So I am very excited about that. That one is going to be fun. That one is yeah, going to be Yeah, I'm excited time. about that. We're going to talk all about how easy it is to, uh, you know, switch to cloud, you know, in particular PDK, of course. Of course. Yeah. Because, honestly, what 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 better cloud solution is there yeah. out there? I mean, we obviously have easy to use, easy to install, easy to program, crazy good features. Um, we have our own PDK office episodes. <laughs> That's, that's huge, right? Yeah, it's, like, it's in the top five for sure. It's top five. Yeah, I don't see any of our competitors doing any office stuff, right? Well, I don't see any of our competitors really humanizing the security world, right? Yeah. We're all humans. Yeah, so exactly. It's good. Yeah, but uh, but guys, I kind of want to get a uh, go around the table and kind of hear what your thoughts and your uh, opinions are on partner fanaticism and how you make sure that you go about being the best partner fanatic that you can be for our customers. So Sean, we're actually going to go ahead and start with you since your leadership of this team. Perfect. What does, uh, what does partner fanaticism mean to you? Yeah. I mean, partner fanaticism is really, it's the staple of PDK, right? So a lot of the, you know, what I've learned since I've been here is a lot of the features and the things that we offer as a company are thanks to our partners, giving us the feedback on, you know, some of the things that they think can improve their experience utilizing PDK, whether that's input they're getting from their customer or that's input from their experience by installing or whatever the case may be. And, you know, I think that's kind of where partner fanaticism is at its core is we understand that if we're offering a product or a solution that you're not really interacting with as much or that you feel like is missing things to make that experience great, then we're, we're failing, right? So, if we don't ask you, if we're not trying to get as much feedback as possible, if we're not letting you know that what you say is important, then we can't be partner fanatics. And I think that's really the core of what partner fanaticism is. You know, obviously we're here to help with bill of materials, we do end user demos. Um, you know, this team's really, they're really amazing when we get calls that are incoming, you know, we're gonna help you in any way that you possibly could need, right? And it's honestly not really rocket science, right? It's if you don't like our product, you're not gonna sell it, which means we're not going to make any money. So, you know, it, it kind of works hand in hand. If you're happy, we're happy. And that's really what partner fanaticism is all about. I love it, dude. Love it. Love it. Cole, let's go to you next. So one of the things uh, that's kind of interesting about our core values is how publicly they're displayed. I've, I've been bringing this up a lot recently in demos that we always advertise that we're partner fanatics. And that's kind of a... a it, it's it's interesting because that allows you to um, you know judge us on how we're doing with partner fanaticism. Um, it's kind of a weird comparison here, but I recently moved into a new apartment. One of the very first things that they brought up as part of this apartment experience is that they have a resident services section of the apartment complex where you can go in, sit down at a desk with a resident service advisor who will do whatever it takes to make you happy at the apartment complex. It's basically us, it's a partner success manager. So that was one of the biggest selling points for me in moving to this new apartment because I knew I had uh, everything covered. If I ever needed anything, they were just a phone call or an email away. And that's very similar to what we do. We very publicly display that we're partner fanatics in a bid for you to reach out to us. Sorry, Brock. 
<laughs> so that we, <laughs> uh, so that we can um, help you with a. I mean, Sean's covered it. A bill of materials, demos. Um, we can assist you with uh, more training, some coaching sessions. So uh, that's really at our core is partner fanatics in a call for you to reach out to us so that we can help you be successful. Dude, killed it there. I love that, man. All right, Theo. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, one thing I like to notice with Proteodiki is our product's mobile first, but us as a business, we're partner first. When I like what Cole was saying about our core values. Every single one of our core value is centered, uh, centered around our partners being urgent, being good stewards, being trustworthy, that's all centered on our partners. We want to make sure that our partners' experience with PDK is the best experience they can possibly have because their success is our success. And everyone's needs are unique, so we like to reach out and see what it is that they need because it's going to be different for everybody and provide the best experience for them for their needs. Dude. I couldn't have said it better myself. That's why I'm not saying it. Um, <laughs> Azure, you're the newbie here. Let's go ahead and see if you can smoke these guys. All right. <laughs> um, I think so. I yeah. think, uh, you know, being a cheerleader for them, they call in um, and they all have different needs. So, hey, I need this. I need I need your advice on, you know, this new build. And so just being that that voice for them or just assisting them to be able to sell that that business, that, that job or get that job to um, to them. So just kind of being the best support for them I think is kind of that partner fanatic I agree right I mean one of the biggest things for them is making sure that we are here for our partners whenever they need that right we've got uh, another one of our core values that we don't talk about a ton is stewardship and urgency right we want to make sure that we are there taking care of our partners just not at any time but as quickly as we can and so that's how we do it with our sales team that's how we do it with support that's how we do it with engineering with marketing Ultimately, everybody's working together to help our partners be successful. And, uh, you know, and you guys obviously get to talk with our partners a lot more frequently than, uh, you know, anybody else except for maybe tech support. Uh, but you guys are a big way that we can help, uh, you know, help put those core values forefront of them, that they, uh, in front of their minds, make sure that they're well aware of who we are and ultimately that we do care about our partners, right? You, you said that we're, we're a mobile first access control system. Uh, as far as our tech goes, but as far as our, you know, characteristics go, we're definitely partner first, which I love that. So anyways, guys, I think that was a good little podcast talking about really what partner success is all about. Um, Sean, how do, how do these guys, or how would somebody get a hold of their partner success manager? Yeah, so I mean, you know, these guys are contacting, uh, you know, our entire uh, partner base at least monthly. So you're gonna get a phone call, you're gonna get an email. If you're watching this and you are a partner of ours, you've likely already heard from, from one of these three, if not myself. Um, you can also call into the, the, the sales line. Um, it's, uh, what is 801-337-317-8802. Yep. Nailed it. Option one. Option okay. One. Mine is three three seven. So I always get the three one seven and three three seven mixed up. But you can call the the sales line. One of us is going to answer. Um, if you haven't spoken to us for some reason, we'll obviously give you our contact information, um, so you guys can reach out directly. But you're more than welcome to call the sales line or or one of us directly. So whatever contact information you have at PDK, and that's one thing that you know partner fanatism partner fanaticism has really, I think. Um, shown us at pdk is that it doesn't matter who you talk to right like brock to this day still gets 
contacted by partners when he was doing other stuff here at PDK. And, you know, he's more not trying to like say like, hey, reach out to Brock, but I'm saying he will, you know, everybody in our company is more than willing to help you out, right? However, we can make the experience great for you. Um, I mean, our standards are so high that like, you know, if, if a partner waits for like seven minutes, which is like really long for us, right? They're like, oh my gosh, like this is crazy, right? But then like, we know that that's like super fast in still, yeah, to industry standard, right? Compared to industry standards. 100%. But like, oh yeah, so our, our standards are amazing and um, that all starts with being partner fanatics, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Well, guys, thank you very much for coming on this week's episode of the Big Access Podcast. Be sure to reach out to them. They want to help you out. They want to coach you up on the latest products, on different features. They ultimately want you to be successful. So definitely reach out. And as you, hopefully you guys saw today, these guys are humans too, so you, you can <laughs> razz them. Cole doesn't get frustrated very easily at all. He, he lets us uh, make fun of him all the time. Yes. Scoot closer, Cole. Yes. Closer, Cole. <laughs> There you go. Let's see how violently Cole leaves the oh, room gosh, after this man. meeting. Too much? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cole has been known to throw a door through a wall. Let's just say that. Yeah. It well, was that, you. That'll have to be a it story. was it, you. It'll be a story for a different time. It's not true. All right. The allegations were false. It is 100% yeah, the, the, Cole who threw no, the door it was, through the it wall. Was not, it was not me. I've I, never seen anybody go I, through a door I, with so much I angst. do go through doors with a lot of force, but yeah, the, that door... The hole in the wall was not me. When they test mag locks for strength, they call Cole. Exactly. There's a reason that we do, like, what, what are our mag locks? I'm, like 3,000 pounds? Because the 600 pounds were just not enough for Cole. Yeah, they'll be. <laughs> I've, I've actually accidentally. Cole's like, what is access control? You have barged through a mag lock yeah. door. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. <laughs> that is impressive. <laughs> I don't think it was a strong. And that's why lock. everybody should be looking at doing strikes it first. Definitely do a strike if you can. Yeah. Yes. I, I With will, a DPS. I will find that With door. the DPS. You have to have. Why are not enough people installing DPSs? I don't. I don't know. It's I mean, if they, bucks. it's you know what it is more than likely. Mm. It's because it was like episode seven of the PDK Office. Go and watch the yeah. latest episode. You'll see of the PDK why you Office. Yeah. yeah, it's extremely realistic. It's it's a terrifying experience leaving a door propped open. <laughs> it's <laughs> terrifying, <laughs> unless you have somebody there to save the day. <laughs> My hero. Anyways, guys, thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Big Access Podcast. It's been a fun one. If you haven't already done so, be sure to subscribe to this podcast, leave it a five-star rating, and let us know if there's anything in particular that you are looking to learn, and we will see you next week. Thanks, and see you later. Bye-bye.